I warned you. I warned you for the past few weeks that when people are pushed beyond a certain point, people who know they've been robbed and defrauded and are told it didn't occur, that tough luck, suck it up, try again in four years, and they're being told this by people who did exactly this four years ago, refusing to accept President Trump's very, very legitimate victory, no allegations of fraud at the time, no observable fraud, and a complete concession by his opponent, Hillary Clinton. These are the people that are saying this. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you have not already done so, and you'd like to subscribe to the show, please do so by going to the iTunes App Store, Google Play Store, searching for NP Online, National Preview Online, or go to our Podbean app. You can download it in either place. It's a free app. Podbean is our hosting service, and you can subscribe to the show that way. It is a free subscription, but you will be notified whenever new episodes are uploaded. By all means, please write us a review. The more reviews that we get, uh, the quicker the podcast will be discovered in both Play Stores, and the more we'll be able to do for you in terms of expanding the offerings of the show uh, and increase the breadth of the coverage that we have. So today was the day, January 6th, when the elections are supposed to be certified, when the uh, certified votes from the states are unsealed in Congress and the votes are counted. And there's been all manner of debate between now, uh, between that, that time that these things were certified and um, the time this, this date came upon us, about what exactly was the purpose of this date. Is it just a formality, or does the vice president actually have the authority to decertify uh, those votes? Quite frankly, even though I'd hoped he would, deep in my heart, I really didn't believe that Mike Pence would do that. I believe he thought it would seem self-serving because he, was, he would benefit by staying as vice president. I didn't think he would do that. But what I did think is a very real possibility, and I still think is a very real possibility, is the state legislatures themselves in these states who, under the Constitution, have the sole authority to determine what electors are seated and what electors are not seated, might prevail upon the vice president to decertify the slates of electors that the governors or the states, uh, secretary of states have sent to them from those states and claim their plenary authority as prescribed in the Constitution to accept the slate that the legislature sends them. I do think that is still a possibility. But now we see what I feared. There is now an armed occupation, it seems, in the state capitol, and we've just received reports that shots have been fired within the state capitol. I warned you people of this, that this was a distinct possibility. Because you can see now, listening to the remarks being made by the Democrats on the floor, listening to the remarks to a lesser degree of Mitch McConnell on the floor, and more especially, listening to the characterizations of the coverage of this event by none other than Fox News, just how far this total contempt for the American people and election integrity has spread. You had a correspondent from Fox News. I just watched it myself while Dana Perino said she was going to him for an update, talking about how things had gotten violent 
had gotten very violent on the street. I didn't see any violence up to that point, and he was talking. And I'm asking myself, why is this being characterized as violent? Because people are protesting what they believe to be a fraudulent election. You and I and everyone else saw over the entire summer from the spring, ever since George Floyd, a man who himself was no altar boy, died in police custody, and now there's increasing evidence that there was no cause of death that can be attributed to the officer that everybody wants to see drawn and quartered. Uh, We had robberies, looting, vandalism, rioting, burning. No one called it violent. In fact, they did the opposite. They called it peaceful protest. But now when people who see their democracy being wrested from them are taking over the House. And this same reporter from Fox, by the way, goes to interview a man who's uh, part of Bikers for Trump. And when he said, this is terrible taking over the people, he goes, taking over the Capitol. And he's pointed out, he goes, well, whose house is it? It's the people's house. And right away, he hustled him off. He didn't want to speak to him. Ladies and gentlemen, I've told you this from day one. There is massive evidence here. And don't listen to what Mitch McConnell or Schmuck Schumer tells you that every court has dismissed this. No court, and I defy anyone, to show me a court that has actually weighed in or even bothered to listen to the evidence presented by Trump's legal team led by Rudy Giuliani. Not a single one has rendered a decision on the merits. They've all found procedural devices very conveniently to avoid dealing with this issue. The Supreme Court used the threadbare argument that the state of Texas and those that enjoined Texas had no standing to object to this, which is a complete falsehood, as I've explained numerous times on this show before, because under the Constitution, the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction to to, um, to, um, mediate, sorry, forgive me, had a momentary lapse there, mediate disputes between the states. There's no other place for the states to go. And as Judge Alito correctly pointed out in his dissent, we don't have the discretion not to hear this case. We have to hear this case. And yet they chose not to hear it. But that evidence must have been pretty compelling because you have state legislatures in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, very upset by what they see. The Georgia reps and the Pennsylvania reps are fed up. They see the numbers and the numbers just don't add up. Math is an exact science. The laws of mathematics are in full force at all times. I told you the other day, an auditing team found over 432,000 votes removed from President Trump in the state of Pennsylvania alone. Massive fraud and vote shifting was found in Georgia. Those two states combined have 36 electoral votes. Added with Trump's current 232, I believe he has, puts him at 268, right at the precipice. Anything else falls, and that's it, he's in. In fact, if he has more than 232, I think that's the number I saw, uh, then he's over the top. But we also have duplicate voters in Nevada to the tune of 40,000 people. There has been a massive conspiracy. These same people who are calling this a coup are the same people who cried fraud and Russia hoax and engaged in their own coup 
for four years. Yes, they weren't prepared for Trump. They couldn't challenge it in court, especially since Hillary Clinton conceded. They couldn't challenge it in Congress, but they did everything they could, including authorized spying on him in the interim while he was in transition from president-elect to president to undermine and entrap this man. And after all the investigations and all the millions of dollars of taxpayer money they spent and countless hours, which could have been better spent doing things to legislate in favor of the American people, they found nothing. And now they stoop to theft. The simplest things, things that no one should disagree with, are being challenged. If everything is so clean and hunky-dory in Georgia, why are the Democrats objecting to the voter rolls being purged of people that we can reliably demonstrate have moved out of the state of Georgia and were in fact registered in other states at the time they voted in Georgia? Why is a federal judge stopping that purging of the voter rolls? Well, there's no surprise there. That federal judge is stopping the purging of the voter rolls because that federal judge is Leslie Abrams, the sister of Stacey Abrams. How could anyone object to people who no longer have a right to vote in a state being removed from the voter rolls of that state? That seems very simple. That seems like something that should cut across all party lines. Why would anyone object to it if you're legitimate? And if you believe that this is just a flight of fancy, Ted Cruz was the only one who made the most sense today. If you really believe in the righteousness of Joe Biden's victory, then you have to do something to make sure that he can govern where he has the consent of the governed. And the best way to do that is to prove to the 39 million voters, or 39 million Americans, Republicans, Democrats, independents, who believe that the election was fraudulent and stolen, you have to convince them that it, that it wasn't. And the best way to do that is have an emergency 10-day audit. If we can't prove anything after the audit, that should be it. That should have been done from the get-go. The voting machines should have been seized from the get-go. But you have mathematical analysis which proves that massive fraud took place. And all of the lying and all of the refusal of the mainstream media to acknowledge that it happened or even the possibility that it happened, and to worse yet, condemn people, treat them with absolute contempt as if they're lunatics and their eyes and ears didn't see what they saw and heard. That is what has brought about this day. That is a case of people being pushed too far, people being pushed to the brink, and they're told they don't want to take it anymore. Now, earlier today, I copied and pasted a list of all of the congressional representatives and senators who have agreed to stand up for liberty and democracy and voice their objections to the certification of these electoral votes on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash national preview online. I will also attempt to put that on our website, nationalpreviewonline.com. Any congressional member whose name is not on that list doesn't deserve your support. And if they represent you in your district or your state, you should remember it, write it down, and mark them for challenge the next time they're up for re-election. Every single House member who didn't challenge this certification, they're going to have to go 
in 2022. And whenever the senators are up, they'll go too. It's no surprise that Mitch McConnell is acting as haughtily as he is simply because he was recently reelected. So he's good for six years. But we're going to remember that that's going to be the last six years of Mitch McConnell's career. We're going to get rid of him. Things are getting ugly now, ladies and gentlemen, and they're getting ugly because of the studied neglect of the swamp, of the needs and the demands of the American people, and forgetting that they exist to serve the people, that the people don't exist to serve them. This is what we've come to. And if they're not successful, these patriots who are now occupying the Capitol building, enforcing an investigation into this, if we are not successful in retaining Donald Trump, we're going to see this country slip very steadily and inexorably towards socialism. We now appear to have lost control of the Senate, thanks to what is probably a fraudulent election in Georgia, since the same machines were used. Nothing was changed. That election should never have been held until a full audit was conducted. Why would the Democrats not want to do that? All you're doing is perpetuating continued allegations of voter fraud. If you believe there was no fraud, you had to know that by not auditing the machines, you were just perpetuating these baseless rumors. But if there was fraud, and you were relying on fraud in order to win those two seats and turn the Senate, then we know exactly why you didn't want the machines audited. So there's no credible reason for not auditing these machines. There's no credible reason for not looking into this. Because had they done that, had they done so to the satisfaction of the 39 million Americans, this terrible day wouldn't be upon us right now. They brought about this day. And this day is not going away. These hypocrites who called rioters and looters and vandals peaceful protesters, while simultaneously having the unmitigated gall to call patriots who fear for their country being stolen from them by a ruling class elite, violent protesters, is beyond the pale and beneath contempt. And it will not stand. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.